So, uh, our first podcast here, uh, my name's Adam, and this is my brother, Matt. Hello. He says hello. Um, just having a conversation about some podcasts we'd like to listen to, uh, uh, what was it, the Hardcore History you're talking about? Yep, yep, that's one of my favorite, Hardcore History, if you've got a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> we know there's an abundance of time on most people's hands these days. Um... So yeah, I guess this would be our our, our pilot show, uh, show zero. So if anybody out there's listening, uh, we hope you enjoy it and keep on listening. Hope, so yeah, hopefully this will be the worst one, and they'll just yeah. get better from here. Or maybe they'll get worse from here, and people just tune in to hear the train wreck. You know, the- yeah, well that's true. How how it all started. Uh, yeah. It could be like the fire festival of podcasts. <laughs> Yes, we've got to start lying to him and promising him how good it's going to be. Yeah, and I'm terrible at social media. I I, I have no influencers. I have zero influence. Can't even influence my own family. No, I I uh I get called old because I still use Facebook a lot. Not a lot, actually, <laughs> never. But I know yeah. what it is, and so I'm old. That is old. You yes. should you should you should tell them about MySpace. I, I have tried to explain MySpace to my uh, to my 14 year old Debris, and she just uh, tunes me out. But that's just about every conversation I have with her. So shall we? Uh, so we go over what this podcast is going to be about, or or even what we're what we're thinking it's going to be about, and see how it evolves. I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. What's your, what's your thoughts on this? Well, I, I know we originally talked about this uh, mostly being about sports, and I guess we're, we will talk about sports a little bit. But I was, you know, kind of thinking it'd be more like uh, just kind of uh, mid thirty something guy talk. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I, really, uh, I don't know. I just kind of want to go through some of these topics and see where see where it goes and see how it evolves. Yeah, that works for me. I think. Uh... Although I don't know if I can classify myself as mid thirties anymore since I've just turned thirty eight. Hey, I don't know like where that. the cutoff for that is. I guess I'm late thirties now. Well when I was twenty eight I used to mess with my wife about uh she would tell me I was in my late twenties and I was like, No, I'm in my late mid twenties. So we'll call you late mid thirties. How about that? Yeah, that works for me. Or or early late thirties, whatever whatever makes you feel better. <laughs> um yeah. I may be out of touch on a mid-30s guy talk because I work at a church and there's no one under 50 that I work with, so <laughs> interact with on a weekly basis to be nice. Yeah, you know, it's it's strange. I, I'm kind of in between now because I, you, every job I've ever had almost, I've, I've always been the youngest guy and, and I still am. Like all everyone that I work with is is, you know, in their 40s or 50s. Um, but it used to be like a, you know, a, a, a 10, 15 year gap. Now it's, it's way less. My, my, it's shortening. And not only that, but now there's like younger guys coming up and, and, uh, now they're, they're like I was when I was their age and, and they're, they're starting to get into their professional career. And, and I'm, I'm just sitting there thinking like, man, I, I remember when I was the the young guy in the office, and I don't feel like I am anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think it, even though I still sort of am. Yeah. Oh. I was uh, I was playing basketball the other day, and that's that's where I really feel it when I'm playing sports. 
<laughs> I'm like, okay, I can yeah. go ahead and do what I went do, and then I drop back to shoot a shot, and I jump, and I land, and my ankles pop, and knees pop, and it's a ripple effect of pops all the way up to my neck, and then my shot's about three feet off the basket, and uh, I just want to die slowly. See, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. I mean, I I still stay try to stay in, in good shape, even though I don't really uh, resemble it a lot of times, but... Uh, you know, I, and it's it's just my delusional nature, maybe, but I still feel like uh, if I had like six months where I didn't have to work and I could just concentrate mm-hmm. on perfecting my craft, yeah, I'm pretty sure I can make the major leagues right now. I think so. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I'm uh, pretty sure. We should learn to maybe even. Yeah, maybe the NFL. I mean, I could, you know, I could bulk up a little bit, maybe get a, get up to about 300 pounds. I, I could still be a serviceable lineman, I think, you know, maybe a maybe a center or something on an NFL team. No no problem. Yeah. Well, the XFL is coming to Dallas, so I think, uh, you know, maybe you start there and work your way up. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a, good, that's a good thought. Maybe I will. I used to think, uh, you know, all I need to do is go – Go try out with the Fort Worth Cats, or, or you know, one of those, one of those uh, semi-pro or, or you know, lower A-ball teams, and and that would be my start. That would that would kick off my major league career. But uh, well, that was that was probably ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they'd. Uh, wasn't there a movie about that? Some uh, like Randy Quaid or something, mm-hmm. <laughs> or something like that. But I think try through '97. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, yeah. I could probably top out in the you know mid sixties uh, now. I don't know. Well, you know, I think it would be such a change up that you would be effective. You know, when they throw in that side arming, you know, Japanese pitcher that throws eighty three and he just baffles everybody. Yeah, yeah you I could be, be the. Like I could be the the major league's first fast pitch softball style pitcher. <laughs> Maybe that'll work. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as bad as the Rangers look like they're going to be this year, the the y- you might have a chance. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, you want to get into some of these these uh, news topics? Uh sure. There's there's quite news, a few. news, 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 news. <laughs> um, a couple here. The first one I, I, I was looking at interesting as a man. From Washington, D.C., I thought this was a good social experiment. He fakes being stood up on Valentine's Day at a, oh, I forget what the, uh, Outback Steakhouse, uh, so he can get a free meal. Did mm-hmm. you hear about this mm-hmm. story? Uh, I did not, but I already see a lot of red flags here. <laughs> well, uh, he, yeah, go ahead. Well, he, unlike us, uh, he is a social, he has a good social media following and, Asked some of his followers what they thought about the idea if he could go in and fake being stood up and get a free meal. And he got a lot of encouragement, and his sister actually told him that she would pay for his meal either way if he did it. So he thought, what do I have to lose? And, uh, yeah, he kept uh, sitting at the table, ordered, got a table for two, ordered a glass of wine, kept making fake phone calls to this fake girlfriend, and uh, kept looking sadder and sadder and he documented it the whole time on Twitter. Uh, so, uh, and, and wound up working. He wound up getting a free meal from a, from a, another customer. At the end of the night, they paid for his meal. 
Hmm. Okay. That's uh, interesting. So, did he like pay the person back? I that paid know. for the meal. I don't know. I mean, seems like a shady thing to do. But uh, hey, I'm sure there's been a lot more ridiculous and worse things done to get a free meal uh, than yeah. this. But uh, for, first of all, if I was to do this, uh, I would aim a lot higher than Outback. I think you know, like Ruth Chris would be my would be my that would be my starting point. Right. <laughs> uh, not, not that there's anything wrong with Outback. I'm a I'm a frequenter of Outback when I'm on the road traveling. So, right. Um, but hey, I mean, shoot for the stars. You know, I I, I don't know. Uh, and, and you know, of course, anytime I hear about a man from D.C., I automatically uh, it automatically raises a red flag. So. Yeah, for me at least, <laughs> he's an aspiring politician. I'm kind of glancing through the article, and the, the guy who paid for it, they talked to. So I don't know if he asked to pay it back, but uh, uh, yeah, the, the guy who paid for it definitely he's getting some publicity here. I don't want to read while we're recording, but um, yeah, I would aim high, but I don't feel like I have the attire in my wardrobe to be able to step foot in a Ruth Chris or someplace high end. Uh, yeah, I'm very t-shirt and jeans. I wear I wear jeans to church, which rubs some people the wrong way. But oh well, that's all right. You just just gotta walk in like you own the place. Yeah, just yeah. just walk into Ruth Chris and and tell them you have a reservation for Ruth Chris and that you're Ruth Chris, and then you'll yeah. get a seat automatically. It's a, you know, I, I it's all about I, confidence, which I have none of, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's somebody. Let's do, let's go to the next one. All right, um, a drug company. Uh, oh, I forget the name of it. I look at it here. A drug company used a rap video in a conference to help in, or to motivate doctors to prescribe higher doses of their medication. Yeah, okay. I got. I just got a. I don't know. Hopefully, uh, none of our potential uh, listeners are drug rep company workers. <laughs> uh, I just gotta just, that whole that whole industry rubs me the wrong way. I don't. I understand you got to have salespeople and sell the, but but I don't know. It, something just seems wrong about pushing prescription drugs on these doctors and giving them incentives and trying to sell them on these medications that, um, you know, I, I just don't think a lot of them use them responsibly uh, and, and are more apt to, uh, well, for example, um, somebody, uh, I know of a situation where a, uh, a person was prescribed a certain medication uh -huh. And the medication was really expensive, right? And there were there were uh, generics available, or you know the the insurance would have accepted that, but the doctor was insistent that we could not use generics. We had to use the name brand, and and it was like, and I'm convinced the only reason is because they got some kind of you know he, he was incentivized to use that. There's no other reason that 
it would have cost hundreds, you know, hundreds of dollars a month, even with insurance, to use this one particular medication. Yet the doctor uh, and, and generics were available for a fraction of that, you know, ten bucks a month or whatever. Uh, but we could, you know, it, it, the doctor wouldn't prescribe it because it was, you know, for for reasons unknown and unexplained. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. Well, I think I think you explained it there. Um, <laughs> uh, the rap video, though, I'm reading this line here. So at one point during the video, a person was dressed up as a bottle of fentanyl, fentanyl spray. Fentanyl, fentanyl. I think I'm saying it right. Like the mm, highly. We got Michael Jackson. Yeah. And uh, and Prince. <laughs> and Prince. Yeah. So there is a person during the rap video dressed as a bottle of the fentanyl spray, and he takes off the costume to reveal that it, it was the then vice president of sales, Alec Burlkoff, uh, was the one playing the bottle of fentanyl in the yeah, rap video. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, good this, good this, good luck to you. What's his name? Al. Good luck. Al, good luck, Al. Al. Yeah, this I'm is pretty sure fun. you're pretty sure he's an evil shyster, but uh, yeah. or maybe he's a great family man. I don't know. I don't know the guy. Yeah, I. You know, anyone who dresses up as a bottle of fentanyl uh, is, uh, is uh, creates automatic suspicion for me. So I think so. It's like, hey, I'm a crack pipe for Halloween. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, look, uh, I'm a hundred times more powerful than heroin. Uh, <laughs> I need, I need All right. Eight homes here. Yeah. So, uh, moving on here. This is my favorite. This is the man of the man of the week. We'll award a man of the week. We'll, we'll try to remember to award a man of the week. So, uh, a jogger. Have you heard about this one? The mountain lion. Oh yeah. Yep. I've heard about it. Yeah. So, guys jogging. Uh, gets attacked by a mountain lion and chokes it out while it's trying to eat him. <laughs> that is some, yeah. That's some mental and physical toughness here. I, I actually listened to the audio of, of him. Uh, I don't know yesterday or the, the, earlier this week. He um, told the story and uh, it was pretty pretty graphic. He you know he went into pretty good detail. I don't know if you've heard that or not. No. Um, but it's uh was pretty amazing. Yeah, he basically just uh was able to get in position and, and choke the uh choke the mountain lion out. And this was in the middle of like a fifteen mile run, which is ridiculous to start out with. Uh and I, I don't remember how far into it he was, but he after after he did this he had to run after he was attacked and all scratched up and bitten, you know, bleeding all over the place, uh he then had to run like four, you know, three or four more miles just to get back to civilization to where he could, where he could get get help and, and report it and stuff. So, pretty amazing story. I don't know. Uh, I, uh, you know, in my neighborhood, I, I go running occasionally, and I, there's all these stories. I, I don't know if you're on next door. Do you have the next door app? Uh, Jessica, my wife does. Jessica does. Uh, she tells yeah. me about crazy stuff that happens around. The Oh yeah, I, I have it purely for entertainment value, and I, I just I love trolling on it. it it's uh, it's pretty fun, but uh, uh, but there's all these stories about coyotes, you know, and and we've even seen a few uh, coyotes. You know, Evelyn and I driving down the road, and there we 
I don't know, maybe a month or two ago, uh, there was one walking down, just walking down the road. Uh, so we've got a lot of coyotes in the neighborhood, and there's always posts about, uh, you know, hide your little pets and your cats and dogs and stuff. And, right. um, but I always wonder, like, if I'm out jogging one morning, if if I can take a coyote. I'm pretty sure I could take it. I've, matter of fact, I'm, I'm I'm putting a guarantee on it. I guarantee I could win a coyote fight. It's guaranteed. Well, the 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 mountain lion Hopefully. they say was was weighed about thirty five to forty pounds. Uh, so uh, yeah, not even a big mountain lion. It was a know. young one. It was a four or five month old. I guess the average male adult mountain lion can be 150 pounds. Um, I think that would have been a different story. <laughs> Daddy would have got a hold of the guy, but so this guy's out killing, it. killing baby mountain lions. Way to go, pal! I, you know what? I'm not surprised Peta hasn't come out against this guy. Um, <laughs> they they seem to not care about human life at all. But yeah, so, yeah I don't know. Recapping next door, we have sponsorship opportunities. Peta, if you're listening, we don't want your sponsorship opportunities. I mean, this um, depends on how much money they give us. I mean, but we're not going to be nice to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> any um, any publicity is uh, good publicity, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I hear. <laughs> but in Colorado, so last little note on this, since 1990, there have been 22 mountain lion attacks. And uh, three of those attacks were fatal. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to venture to say that this is the first time a human won. So humans are 1 in 21. I think it's mountain lions in Colorado, so um, I think people. I think, uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna issue the challenge. Any mountain lions want to, want to take me on? Mm-hmm. I'm up for it. You know, yeah. I don't know if it's after like a 10 mile run if I could do it, but um, the, the mountain lions, is- you know, bears. I, I think I, you know, the black bears, especially maybe not a brown bear, but. I don't know. I think I could uh, hold my own, you know, maybe do a Leo DiCaprio type yeah. thing. But he didn't fare too well. But <laughs> Well, I mean, at the end, he was he walked out of there. But I will I will take this, I will offer the same challenge to any four or five month old animal. I think I'm, I'm, I'm that's about as bold as I'll Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> kittens, any kittens out of there want to tangle. Um, yeah. Hey, you know. I'm getting puppies. Watch out. I'm coming. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of other big cats, uh, Houston, you're about this. Some, some guys, I guess the guys, some people went into an abandoned house to, uh, smoke some marijuana and, uh, found a full grown lion in an abandoned house. Yep. I heard about this one too. That, is, uh, that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you remember, uh, you know, we we had a family friend once upon a time. I don't know if you remember this, but mm-hmm. I do. That uh, had a pet tiger. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. He had several exotic cats. Or... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't see the appeal in owning a. These exotic animals. I mean, I, I have a hard enough time keeping up with my dogs. I can't imagine what it'd be like to have a tiger uh, and try to try to care for it. Uh, 
of course, I guess if you're abandoning, keeping it in a abandoned house, you're not really caring for it at that point anymore. No, but I mean, just think about like the, you know, how good it would feel. Like I got three dogs, you know, and, and they kind of, I could raise my voice to them. Like, you know, who peed on the carpet? And they'll all cower and look at me. Imagine the kind of power trip you'd feel if you told a lion that. Who peed on my carpet? Lion comes slinking up to you. That would be a... That'd make yeah. fun, man. I don't think that would happen. I think he would probably he would probably just look at you with indifference, uh, if not just uh, pounce on you. <laughs> just maybe pee on me. Yeah. Most lions have uh, I've seen, which have only been in captivity, uh, they all seem like extremely lazy and you know same with the tigers like you ever go to see the tigers in the zoo mm-hmm. i don't know maybe, maybe they're all tranked up but uh they all they all just kind of lay around and of course if i was a tiger uh and i didn't have anything else to do all day and i was sitting in a zoo that i'd probably do the same things well yeah it's not like they have jobs you know what yeah. you said it's you know you watch the nature shows what do they do they go hunt eat and then sleep yeah. Like hunt, eat, and then go punch the clock. Uh, yeah. Sounds like a good um, life. Yes. Um, funny story. I went to a zoo a few years ago, and, uh, you know, if you don't, those who don't know me, I have a big bushy beard. And, and uh, I was walking by, it was the, I believe, a leopard, a fairly good sized leopard. And it wasn't in an enclosure like the lions. It was in this enclosure, but it was basically like a, a metal y type mesh net between you and the in the animal and it, the mesh was pretty tight you couldn't like put your fingers or anything through it but you could see through it and um this leopard i was walking by and it stopped and i was looking at it and it stopped what it was doing and it looked at me square in the eye and started creeping you know the cats creep mm-hmm. towards me yeah. and i started backing up and it was stalking you yes and, the, and and every and it stopped when i started backing up and i would move and it kept just training on me and there was a guy that worked at the zoo. Was like he's looking at me crazy, and he's like, "Uh, I guess his his story was that you know some of these animals are rescue animals, and maybe I you know my beard and all that it reminded the cat of a former you know somebody that abused it, and yeah. looking for payback. So I just I quickly left the area. I didn't really want to see how strong that uh that netting was to keep it back. It was uh, probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't. That, I, it was a big cat too. I don't think I could have taken it. So. Yep. But yeah, I, I would. Uh, I wouldn't mess with the cats. The big cats would scare me a little bit. Yeah. They're just just too quick, quick and powerful. That's a combination that. Uh, yeah, I, I need. I need something like slow and plotting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I don't know. Any uh, any beavers or uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> So moving off of uh, large cats, I think we're going to move on to poop. You want to talk about poop for a little bit? Um, sure. Do we, I think. Do we want to call it poop, or what's a good word for this? Proof? What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have little kids, so I have to use cutesy words for all the bathroom stuff. Um, so in uh, China, the government is required. I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't think I gave you this story, but. It's um, a quick note. China is requiring that people who go to Summit Mount Everest, which oh yeah, this is one we were talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. Um, so 
China government is requiring people who go to Summit Mount Everest to carry out their excrement, their their poop with them, because it's uh, polluting the mountain and the water supplies of the villages below the, that live below the mountain. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. I've heard a lot about that, that just how crowded the mountain is becoming in the last, uh, you know, 10, 15 years. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can, I can definitely understand that. Do you, do, have you ever had a desire to do anything like that, to climb, you know, Mount Everest or a big mountain or anything? No, in the days of my best shape of my life, I didn't like going on the stair climber. I'm not gonna See, I'm the opposite. I would, I would love to, I, I would do that in a heartbeat. The only thing that would keep me from going to Mount Everest is it costs like, you know, 60, 70 grand or something to, to go to it. So, uh, I, I definitely don't, uh, don't want to, I don't want to do it that bad, but, you know, I would definitely love to get into mountaineering, you know, start small and, mm-hmm. um, we, uh, there's a little small mountain range in El Paso, the, the Franklin Mountains, and mm-hmm. they've got some pretty challenging climbs there that, uh, when I was out in, in Fort Bliss that, uh, that I've done and, and, uh, in that area. And right. I've always enjoyed it. Now that was very novice. You know, it was, it was more hiking up a steep hill than, than mountaineering, but, uh, yeah, but it was fun. And, uh, and, you know, it's one of those things that, that when you do it and it, it takes all day, um, you just get, uh, you just, you just feel great. Like at the end of the day, you're completely worn out and, and, but you feel like you, I don't know if this feels like you had a major accomplishment or anything uh, or something, you know, it's, it's a good feeling. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Marine Corps boot camp. We do the the Reaper hike, which is up this mountain, uh, and there it it just starts out as a pretty steep hill. But there are points you have to kind of get on all fours to to get up to the certain points, and then it gets pretty jagged and stuff. But um, you know, it was rewarding when I got to the top. You know, you get your you know it's when you officially you're supposed to become a Marine. Um, but then they don't mm-hmm. tell you this is your morning activity. You still got a four mile, five mile hike back, and then you still got the rest of your day to do. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it wears you out. And it's like okay, now we're gonna hike back for four hours, eat lunch, and then go do some other stuff, <laughs> and, then, and then start training. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and like a, a, that should at least warrant a, a half day off. But no, they don't. They don't give those out too much in a, in basic trainings. I don't think in any branch. No, no, they don't. No. But uh, so now that's the time of the the show here, where we're gonna let Matt go ahead and uh, tell us what we're talking about. Yeah, what you got for us today? Yeah, just uh, something short. I know we're probably gone way over on our time. I don't know where we're at. Are you keeping time? Is anyone keeping time here? I am. Where's Where's our producer? Uh, <laughs> oh wait, we don't have one. Yeah, uh, we're no, we're good on time. We're, we're yeah. Definitely. All right. So, yes, I, I mentioned it uh, just in passing earlier, but have you have you been watching any of these fire festival documentaries? Um, no, they're they're on my list, uh, but I've uh, I've kind of no, I haven't really gotten it. Yeah, I'd, I've uh, I've watched both of them. You know, there's one on Netflix, one on Hulu. Um, better, by the way, I've heard the I've heard the Hulu one's the the better one. Uh, yeah, you know I. I I, and I don't know if it's just because I watched that one first, uh, but I did enjoy the Hulu one more. And also, 
I feel like it's more, um, I don't know, accurate's not the right word, but I, I feel like it, 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 it gives you a better depiction of the story just because it, it explores a different side of it, uh, because the media company, you know, there's this media company called F, F Jerry. And you know what the F, it's like they actually spell it out. You know, it's yeah. the full word. Right. And, and that was like one of the first media companies they hired and they did most of the promotions and the video work and everything. Mm-hmm. So the Netflix documentary was actually produced by F Jerry. Uh-huh. Whereas the uh, the Hulu one was not. It was you know it's it was an independent uh, production. So so, so it Netflix. feels it, it just feels like and, and I don't know it just uh, the Hulu one to me they were both really entertaining and they both covered a lot of the same stuff. Uh, it just felt like the Hulu one was a little bit more authentic, mm-hmm. uh, and it also had. The guy, the main guy, Billy McFarland or whatever his name was, okay. uh, it actually had an interview with him, uh, even though he was, you know, he was, he wouldn't answer any, like all the pertinent questions, he wouldn't answer them straightforward, you know, and of course he was under, under indictment and investigation at the time when they were filming it and, mm-hmm. and all that. And, um, yeah, so, but they were both good, uh, and they both were kind of, showed a little bit different side of it so I, I would it's definitely worth your time to watch both of them okay. um and i don't i don't know why uh maybe it's because i'm a terrible person but uh i just get a certain amount of uh entertainment from reading and hearing about people uh how should, I, how should I say this to where it won't sound terrible? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're painting yourself. Uh, un, uh, un, maybe undeserving people benefiting and then getting, you know, and yeah. the, then crashing and burning. Uh, I don't know if that's a good way to put it, but it was just, you know, it's just fascinating to see uh, all these people that, I don't know, it, it seems like it's all. You know the the whole social media angle of it. It's it was all fake, and um, just seeing these people that were are so obsessed with their own personal their 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 this created story of themselves that they're trying to portray to the world, and just seeing them uh, you know get, getting kind of screwed over in the end. I don't know, but uh, it just gives me a little bit of satisfaction, and that's probably why I'm a terrible person. <laughs> well, you know, at least you know what makes you a terrible person. I can't that out. Yeah, I mean, um, not that I want, not that I want to, I don't wish harm on anybody, but it just kind of, it's just satisfying to see someone who is, um, uh, you know, has, has been enriched uh, unjustly, maybe, right. really. Get you know be I don't know come to come to justice at the end. It just seems seems a seems very cathartic for me at least. I don't know. Their up and come get to come up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Now and now the other. I don't know. Maybe there's another side to it. There, I'm sure there is that hasn't been told. But it was both of them are so blatantly like this guy Billy McFarlane and the people that he was with and were just 
scam artist, and they uh, either that or they were so incompetent that they they don't deserve to do anything other than uh, you know the most menial of labor. Uh, they and yet they're they're driving around in Maseratis and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just well, maybe it's a storm of 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 incompetence and terribleness that that comes together to make something like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and you know, sociopathy or something like that. There's some. There's some. There's also a some a mental health angle there that I don't know. It, it probably is a lot bigger topic, but yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's let's go to yours. Let's go to your topic. Okay. Okay. Um, maybe. Maybe a little heavier I don't, topic. Go ahead. Yeah, because I don't. Uh, I I read what you wrote, what, what you send me, and and I, I'm looking at it, and I have no I have no clue what you're talking about. So well, I miss, I'm interested to hear. I misspelled some words. I'm looking at right now, um, and it's more of a note just to kind of remind me. So, uh, I was reading an article, this news article, kind of briefly. Um, so basically, I think it's, it's Austin. There's a march to end hate crime going on. Uh, I think it was either yesterday. I think it was yesterday. There's a march to end hate crime, and it kind of got me thinking. Is, um, I guess some some a homosexual couple got attacked in the streets because they were holding hands, and now all the the weird people in Austin are coming out and marching. Which nothing wrong with that per se, but I just think it's uh, interesting. Their whole point behind uh, what they're doing. First off, is how do you how do you protest crime, specifically one type of crime? You know, if you're going to protest mm-hmm. crime, let's protest uh, uh, assault in general. Let's just stop it for everybody. <laughs> you know, not just a. Uh, you know, that's kind of what my musings were thinking about. Uh, you know, we're 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 targeting this one protected class to make them more safe, which I get. Um, and then I kind of was funny spinning it in my head about uh, the protected classes. You know, we. We have these protected classes of people uh, based on the, the LGBTQ plus. Did I say that right? Um, I think so. All the letters. Um, and it just kind of got me thinking uh, about sexuality, human sexuality and how uh, uh, it's fluid, right? It's it's a, it's a construct, a social construct. I don't know if you'd agree with that. Uh, I don't agree with it, but it's kind of what we're fed by liberal communities and I was thinking about it and, I, and I, I'm going to start uh, because sexuality, human sexuality and gender according to these people are, are a social construct which means they're they're not real they're only defined by things so uh, how do you protect something that's not real, how do you enact laws for things that aren't real and so I'm going to start the uh the uh, add the unicorns to the protected species list campaign because um, unicorns aren't real but dang it there's not that many of them either so we need to make sure that they're protected that's uh so yeah I don't know I, I can I, uh, I don't want to comment too much on this topic just because it's it's a it's a hot topic and yeah. I, I don't I don't know I've got a anyway uh I would just say that as far as 
reality. Everybody, everybody lives their own reality. You know, they're gonna if, if with the hate crime stuff. If somebody is belongs to a protected class and and they they're going to naturally gravitate towards news stories and and you know social injustices that happen to that particular class. And that's what they're gonna, you know, that's what they're gonna rally behind. That's what the same, same with me and you. We both belong to a protected class as as veterans, right? So you know, we're we're naturally going to be more uh, more in tuned and more sensitive to topics that deal with veterans. Either whether it's, uh, you know, I know we don't have to deal with it in this day and age, but you know, some kind of public. Uh, outcry against veterans or something like that like in the vietnam era that we don't have to deal with that but if if we did and if we were there we might feel different about that you know we might we might be more inclined to to join social causes uh whereas yeah i mean it's never good to spit on somebody but if (laughs) if they were spitting on all veterans then you know that would be maybe something that a, a cause that we would be more inclined to take up whereas if we weren't veterans then maybe we wouldn't care so much yeah yeah and and i'm not against the cause i understand you know everybody should have the right to just some sort of semblance of peace and and happiness Uh, it's just the the idea of hate crime kind of as a legislation kind of baffles me because i've never heard of anybody committing a crime out of love you know well yeah it's just that's just the word yeah, I don't know. Just... That's just the word they use. I mean, because it it, it does. I think it does. Um, I think it is a. It should be a different class of crime. Uh, because it's a it's a it's targeted against a specific person for a value or belief that, or, or something or or maybe you know even a race or, or gender something that they don't even you know. Um. You know, I, I I can see that being a a different class of crime, right? Uh, because it's it's influencing a mindset in the community. Mm-hmm. Whereas crime in general, I mean, yeah, we're we're never going to get you know rid of rid of all crime, uh, but we can stigmatize certain types of violent crime right. uh, against certain individuals to where maybe it will dissuade others to do it. Um, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't thought a lot about it, but yeah. it seems like maybe maybe calling it a hate crime is uh, maybe that's not the right word for it, but it, it does seem like it deserves a to me at least a little higher level of uh, scrutiny. Yeah, and words are important because I think the way we label things kind of, can kind of influence how we perceive them. Because not a lot of people take the time to invest into understanding these types of things. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, you could probably ask any victim of a of a mugging based on anything, and they'll say they, you know, they'll feel used and abused and and all that. But uh, and you're starting it, out our first show with such 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 a controversial topic. I know we got we got to stay relevant. <laughs> you know, we got to stay on top of these things. No, that's the mm-hmm. and it's more just to you know add the unicorns to the protected species list. I I I, uh, I don't like ambiguity in. in and things I'm I guess I don't fit in in this generation I don't like a lot of I don't like fluidity and ambiguity I like things to be <laughs> solid well I know I know uh, 
Tina Belcher will definitely support you in your efforts. Tina Belcher is the best. Um, so you, so it sounds like a noble cause. Yes, yes, we will, we will get her, and, and, and my seven-year-old daughter is is, is on my case, on my cause too. So, <laughs> um, moving on, we're gonna go to something much, much more controversial and much more uh, 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 gets a lot more play on the internet, and we're gonna. Uh, you will indulge talking about the upcoming Marvel movies. There's uh, lots of right. being spilt about the uh, the upcoming uh, upcoming uh, Captain Marvel and uh, Avengers Endgame. Sorry, lost my spot here. So you're you're big into the Marvel movies. You got a ten year old son, right? So oh yeah, yeah, they're all into it. Actually, Maddie, my fourteen year old, is probably the biggest into it out of all of them I think yeah you know she's uh, she's a big Marvel fan um yeah so we're we're definitely gonna plan on seeing these I I, I um I was a real big fan of the the last Avengers movie was really good I I I, I like them all but I'm I'm kind of a I think maybe that I'm a somewhat of a simpleton when it comes to movies <laughs> because very rarely do I watch a movie that I don't like right you know even if it's a bad movie for example what was that one uh, Will Ferrell movie the Sherlock Sherlock and Holmes or yeah. Holmes and Watson Holmes yeah. and Watson or whatever it was yeah that was like universally panned and people were walking out and you know well we went we went to go see it over the holidays and took the whole family and everybody thought it was ridiculous and you know it wasn't my favorite movie but I still yeah. enjoyed it you know this was still it was fine you know I mean it wasn't what uh, wasn't gonna you know I'm not gonna tout its praises or anything but it, it's just it was fine it was a good two hours well spent for it was, so I might not be a good judge of uh, <laughs> of, of movies uh, or of uh of, of real in-depth cinema, but yeah, I, I, the Marvel movies, I, I, I enjoy them, and I'm looking forward to seeing the next ones. I, uh, the the only thing, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm stealing your topic a little bit, but I'll, oh, no, I'll no. just uh, I'll just say this. Uh, um, like Maddie was super invested into the Last Avengers movie, and. You know the whole finger snap and everything. Spoiler alert. Uh, but to me, it was like, yeah, but that's not real. I mean, I know it's a movie, and none of it's real. But right. even then, watching it, I knew, okay, yeah, they all half of them disappeared or you know turned to dust. But you know, they're all going to come back. They're all going to they're going to bring them all back. Right. I mean, so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know a lot of people that got really like emotionally upset about that, um, and and I just couldn't. Cried in the theater. Yeah, it just didn't uh, just didn't hit me that way. It was more like, okay, they're just they're just like temporarily suspended in the ether until the next mm -hmm. movie comes around. You know, and at the time they we knew everybody knew that there was going to be another Avengers, and right. uh. Everybody knows that the uh, whatever is what, what's the the Falcon? Yeah, the the Falcon isn't going to carry the franchise. So you know, right? <laughs> uh, come on, they're coming back. They're not gone. Uh, right. And I am, 
uh, interested in this Captain Marvel uh, mm-hmm. movie. I don't know much about the character at all, so you know, just just having a new character and seeing what that's all about, and and having a a, a young Sam Jackson that looks exactly like old Sam Jackson uh, yeah. is going <laughs> to be interesting. So, yeah. but yeah, um, I don't know about the the last Marvel uh, Avengers movie. I remember in, in the Russo brothers, the guys that directed, talked about a Civil War. They broke apart the Avengers. That was the whole point of Civil War was to break the Avengers apart, was to mm-hmm. break them up. And the whole point of Infinity War was to bring them together. And if you notice, the original five Avengers, or the original Avengers lineup, the Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow, Hawkeye, I think that's all of them. They all, they all survive. Pretty much, you know, a couple other characters survive, Rocket and all that, but they all survive, and, and uh, it'd be interesting to see where they go with that. But the whole point was to make them, force them back together to fight again as the Avengers. I remember. Yeah, I can see that. I don't even remember who all. <laughs> I don't even remember who died. And it's like, like I was saying, even at the time, I was like, I'm not invested in this. They're going to come back. I don't care. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but it was still a good movie. I, yeah. I, I would say I, I, I spend time whenever there's a new fan theory that catches a, you know, traction on gets on my MSN news feed. I, I sit and I'll read the articles about it. And, um, you know, I take the time to read each and every one of them, no matter how uh, ludicrous they sound. But uh, I just want to see I, I know a little bit from Captain Marvel. I think I was more into comics growing up than you were. I was definitely- yeah, I never really got into them at all. Yeah, X Men and, and Spider Man were my those were my jams back then. And I watched uh, all the cartoons, but uh, never got into the comic books. I remember the comic. I still have some floating around here. I have I have a rare Super Pro number one. That is uh, the NFL's attempt to get into comic book. So hmm. interesting. interesting. Marvel's attempt to capitalize on the NFL's success, but uh, yeah, I don't think they made many Super Pro. Comics. Was that um? What was the one? It was a it was a cartoon, but I thought it was a comic book too. That had uh, it was like Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, and Wayne Gretzky or something like that. Oh. And they were they were like superheroes. Uh, about. I don't know if it was a comic book or not, but it was a it was definitely a cartoon for a couple of years. And and of course, I was a huge Michael Jordan fan growing up, and uh. I can't remember that what the name of that was, but yeah, that was Pro an Stars? awesome that was an awesome show. Is it Pro Stars? Yeah, it didn't, yeah. didn't sound right. That's what it's pulling up online. Hey, Pro Stars Star. TV series. Yeah. I don't know if it was ever a comic, but it was Pro Stars TV series aired for 13 episodes in 1991. Uh, Sounds about right. Time. Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, Wayne Gretzky. Yep. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, it was uh, not voiced by them. But apparently yeah, they're... probably couldn't afford them. <laughs> yeah, at that time, probably not. Um... Yeah, it was in the. It was like, I think actually by then, Bo Jackson was probably just about out of playing, or, or he had just just got done playing, or just got injured, or something, or trying to come back. But yeah. Yeah, he. Yeah, he. Nineteen ninety. This is last year with the Raiders. 
and let's see. I know he played baseball for a few more years after that. But. Yeah, he played till 94 with the, the Angels, the California Angels at the time. Wasn't the same after the hip replacement. No. You know, you kind of wonder if a guy like that, if he'd have played in this era, would have been different? Would, he, would more modern medicine been able to to prolong his career? Yeah, possibly. And, you know, if you look at his stats, he wasn't that I mean, I know he didn't play a full slate of games either, but it wasn't like he was dominant in either sport. Um, but, man, he he was just uh, – he could make some just ridiculous plays. I, I remember watching the – I was watching that All-Star game live where he uh, hit like two homers and, and ran up, up the, the wall to make uh-huh. a big catch. Uh, I think he might – they might have been, been playing at Kauffman Field. Uh, in Kansas City while he was playing with the Royals. So, uh, and I still remember that. He, he was like a, yeah, just, a, just a highlight waiting to happen. Um, you know, at the plate, career, uh, what is it, 783 OPS. That's not bad. 141 homers and, you know, took about 10 years. Eh, solid. Yeah. Only the, only the first four or five of those were, <laughs> you know, yeah, before a, his big injury, he had a four-year stretch of twenty-plus homers and didn't yeah, that in average yeah. great on base. Yeah, you know, he needs to learn to take a walk. All the all his White Sox years weren't weren't great. You know, like say he would he would flash every now and again, but it was just a you know wasn't wasn't any wasn't a great player for the White Sox when he was with the with the Royals. That's when he was mm-hmm. yeah his er, earlier in his career was. A lot more dynamic, but well, he looked real good. Seventy-five know. games with the Angels this last year in '94. His best batting average, best on-base percentage, best slugging. But he may just mm-hmm. been, you know, on borrowed time at that point. And yep. yeah, he never did much with the Rams. No, or the, not the Rams. Yeah, the Rams, right? Rams or Rams? I don't know. He played for the Raiders. I don't know. I don't even remember. I know he tried to come back from his hip injury. But I don't even remember who he played for, to be honest with you, in football. If he even played for another team. I don't think he played again. Well, I'm consulting the uh, the uh, Oracle of Information Wikipedia right now. And, uh, nah, he, uh, yeah, that's it. They're, they don't really talk about ever a comeback. I'm kind of scanning through, but yeah, he, uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember after his, after his hip replacement, I don't think he tried. He might have tried to come back and play with the Raiders again for, mm-hmm. like, a, like a, uh, just a, a training camp or something like that, but he, I don't think he ever played football again after that. Not, not that I remember. Yeah, I think he just switched to baseball full time after that. I think so because yeah, it doesn't show anything. It says he got hurt in the playoffs in 1991, and uh, yeah, I mean his best year was 950 yards and four touchdowns rushing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. But he would only play like ten games a year. Uh, he played eleven that year. So, well, I mean, or eleven. <laughs> well, that and it just kind of shows you how the the dynamic has shifted from the late '80s to now. Because no no football team would let a their a player miss five games to play baseball. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and and kind of like the um, same with the. 
I, like Dion, I, I, I kind of think it's position based too, though. Definitely not a quarterback like Kyler Murray. Right. I, I don't think they would. I don't think that would be entertained. No, <laughs> but, not at all. But a defensive back, you know, a, a, a line, you know, a lineman. I, I think it would definitely be easier if it was on the defensive side of the ball to do that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It would, it would be difficult. Uh, but I, I could see it happening again. Um, yeah. If not just for, just for some, you know, especially for these uh, smaller market teams, if, even if it's just a, a kind of a marketing gimmick for them, mm-hmm. you know, I mean. Who the heck cares about Atlanta Falcons football? Uh, <laughs> Atlanta you know, Falcons. come on. Uh, yeah, are there any real Falcons fans? <laughs> I don't know, but if they're listening to this, we love you and we hope you continue to listen. <laughs> the opinion, yeah. Matt, don't necessarily. No. I feel the same way yeah, with fans. So. Uh, about what? Houston fans. Oh yeah, they're the worst. Uh, and Philadelphia, I think we all can agree universally that Philadelphia is the worst fans of all time. Yeah, yeah, I you know I I wouldn't um, maybe the worst fans isn't uh, right. I mean I'm sure they're they're probably really great fans for right. Philadelphia, but they're definitely uh, the easiest fans to hate. Right. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're 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 terrible. They're they are terrible. I, I have to agree with you there. So, uh, as you notice, we've transitioned into our sports talk segment. You know how seamless that was. We're like pros already. Um, I guess <laughs> we just wandered off into a coincidental good spot. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, how's basketball treating you? NBA, you watch NBA a lot. Yeah, I do. Not as much as I used to, definitely. But uh, I've been watching a lot more this year, just because, just because of Luca. Yeah, same. Um, and he's he's a you know for for those that don't know, we we live in the Dallas Fort Worth area, so <laughs> um, so we're fans of. Well, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I, I think I feel uh, comfortable saying we're we're pretty big fans of all the area teams, the Rangers, Cowboys, Stars, Mavs. Um, when it comes to Stars, I am that's my favorite hockey team, and I don't like hockey, so there you go. <laughs> that's not yeah, like, and I'm I'm I gotta be honest. As I get older, I'm more and more becoming a more of a fair weather fan. Mm-hmm. So, except for football. I could still watch just about any football game, any team, any time. Um, but with the other sports, it's uh, like with with the with the Rangers when they were doing great. I was watching, I was watching them almost every night. You know, really? uh, last couple of years since they've gone down, I probably haven't watched a full game since. You know, <laughs> I've watched parts of games and uh, same with the Mavs you know when when they were winning championships I was glued to the TV I was watching almost every game right. uh, when they were going to the finals and making playoff pushes and uh, uh, and then I haven't really watched for the last couple of years very closely I, you know I keep up with them I you know look look at highlights and see the records and everything but uh, I don't um 
you know, especially regular season. Now I'll still watch the, the NBA finals and every league. I'll watch all the the playoffs, you know, regardless of whatever team it is. But regular season, yeah, I don't. Uh, it's harder for me to get into it unless I'm unless I really have a reason to get deeply invested. Right. Uh, but the but the Mavs this year with Luca, they're they're fun to watch. And um, the other part that helps out is. Uh, Caitlin is also a, a big Luca fan. Yes, I've, I've heard uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I can't imagine why. Um, <laughs> um, so you know, so she kind of likes to watch them, and and so it's a lot easier when you have someone else in the house that mm-hmm. is wanting to watch with you instead of you know everyone. Oh, Dad's watching such and such. Let's we're all leaving the room and going find our phones and you know. So it is when football's on here. No one wants to be in the room with me. I'm passionate. Yeah. The Cowboys play. They, they, <laughs> they think I'm mad, but you know what? I'm, I'm coaching the team. I'm helping them out. Give them my opinion. How dumb they are sometimes. I just think they they need to hear it from a from a from a loving voice like mine uh, every now yeah. and again. <laughs> but sometimes no, uh, it helps. Uh, uh, Mavericks. Yeah, I've been watching them because again, I'm. I think the any sports fan in our area, Dallas Fort Worth, is uh, really kind of drawn to the Luca Luca mania, Luca magic, and. What's helped me is same thing with you is uh, Levi, my six-year-old. He has, he's getting into it. He wants to watch the Mavericks games. I can't get him to watch football or baseball. I don't watch hockey really. But when the basketball game's on, he wants to sit down and he'll stop what he's doing and he'll sit and watch it with me. Of course, he thinks everybody's Luca. Is that Luca? Like, no, that was DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Is that Luca? Yeah. But he's getting better at it. He uh, he, he enjoys it. Yeah, and I, it's it more fun. Yeah, it does. I mean, Charlie's starting to get into into football a little bit more, and Sport. He's a big soccer fan, so he you know we'll even watch a soccer game every now and again. Uh, that definitely helps. <laughs> well, yeah, hey, so- soccer is uh, soccer's fun. I I enjoy soccer. I like watching it. Like, uh, you know, it's a. I'm I'm not a not a soccer fanboy by any means but I definitely enjoy it whenever I whenever I come across it so. yeah I, mean, I, I I get that it's a huge the biggest sport in the world and then you watch like coverage and you watch these footage of fans in soccer stadiums and it's like their intensity doesn't match what's on the field yeah it's like oh they did a shot on goal and it's like that wasn't all that exciting and everybody's rioting in the stands and What's going on? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It it keeps my attention. I don't know why. Eh, And they're not very long games. Usually they're an hour and a half or so. So, so. And yeah, I think that's what I like about basketball too. Is they're about two hours, two and a half hours. You know, they're significantly shorter than football and baseball games. So it's it's not your whole evening to watch a watch a basketball game. So, um. Just uh, uh, one thing of breaking news. We're going to break news on here. First time ever. Break news three hours late. Uh, Luca will not be joining the All-Star game, as uh, has been rumored since Anthony Davis was uh, – they were saying may miss the game and Luca would replace him. But uh, Anthony Davis will play and Luca will not go to the All-Star game. Yeah, I saw that earlier. I actually yeah. saw that on the uh... – on one of the sports sites that uh, that wasn't going to happen, so 
Seems like, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm not a big fan of the NBA All-Star game. I like the skills competition, but uh, the game itself is, yeah, whatever. You can take it. I don't get into it. I don't really watch any. Baseball is the only All-Star game I really get into just because there's there's really no way to not – how do I say this? In the football and basketball All-Star games, they're not max effort, you know? Your brother line, yeah. brother in line. Baseball, you can't really do that. You know, the pitchers can't not throw hard or hurt themselves. It doesn't take a lot yeah. of effort to swing a bat. You know, I think they they probably won't steal bases as much or you know try to leg out a, a, a you know leg out an infield hit. That kind of stuff probably get tapered down in the All Star game in baseball. But for the most part, it's pretty much the a baseball game. It's not really any difference. Yeah, that's true. So, um, so I think we need a transition before we get out of here. Uh, uh, we need to workshop the title of our podcast. Um, so we, we something we talked about a little bit off the uh, off the recording here. So yep. uh, we, we've bounced some ideas around. Um, yours, you came up with a few. Mine were a little more self-deprecating, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what, what we got here? What are we thinking? Um. Yeah, I think we need to. I think we need to work on it. I know the one that we that you liked and that I, I suggested. I don't know. I don't really like that one. It's got to have a. Got to have some pet pizzazz, you know. Some. some uh, uh, I don't know. I think we. I, I need to. I need to brainstorm some new ones. I kind of yeah. like. I kind of like ambassadors of fun. Ambassador. Uh, yeah. Even though maybe. Um. Maybe maybe it's not a lot of fun. I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's for the fan to decide. Yeah, uh, maybe it's in uh, of chaos. Uh, yeah, maybe. But that came good. from you know you know where that came from, right? That was uh, that was that was Brett Hull's title uh, with the Stars back after he retired, and he was before he came kind of co-general manager he was the star's ambassador of fun nice uh and i don't really know what that meant but uh anyway i was i always thought that was a i always wanted that title you know i think think he's the one that had to buy the beer for everybody yeah i guess i mean that seems like a cool title to have what's your job i'm the ambassador of fun wow yeah. Let me, I'm, I'm running through the uh, the two podcast sites to see if the name's taken. You think it would tell us ambassadors of? Uh, I don't know how to spell words. Yeah, uh, we can we can figure it out. We can figure it out off off podcast air. <laughs> okay, okay, something. Um, but just know, uh, just just the listeners know that we're we're still workshopping it. We're still trying to come up with this. Pilot episode. Give us a break. Pilot episode. I'll I'll, I'll give it a working title. I want to post this on the uh, the world. Maybe that should be a working title. Well, yeah. I, it sounds like it's too. Like that's probably going to be something. I'll have to. Hopefully, it won't let me name it if it's already named. I'll say that was taken, but uh, I'll give us a working title that we'll we'll go from there. So uh, if anybody does listen to us and go ahead and uh, subscribe, and and uh, the name may change based on a. Uh, how we feel um but yeah so uh 
I think that's it for us. Do you have anything else you anything you want to add as we close there, Matt? No, that's it. Thanks to everybody for listening, if there is anybody out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, hope you tune in next time. All right. Well, it was a blast. Thanks. Music brought to you by Top